Promises to engage listeners in objective conversations and share scriptural truth that transcends one's emotions, personal opinions, and preferences as a means to provide practical solutions and answers to real issues that affect real people by discussing a variety of diverse topics and provide thought-provoking answers to questions that we thought we knew the answers to. I just want to talk about stuff people don't want to talk about nowadays. I want to address the elephants in the room. I want to be thought-provoking, open-minded. We on the air like here we go. To another episode of Crosstalk Radio. All I'm, right. St- I'm Steph Swig. This is Big Pudge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate thank you. you. Thank appreciate you. the applause. We really do love it, man. We really love it. Yo, I'm loving that intro, man. I'm, I'm still, I'm still amped about our, you know, about our daggone uh, intro to, song. People said the intro is too long. It, the I intro mean, song's too long? Yeah, that's what they say. It's the intro song. Intro songs aren't that long, aren't supposed to be that long. Okay. But well, either way, I like the song. <laughs> I like, I like my part. I like your part. I like the hook. Right, but so, it's just our show. so so let me so let me explain to the people. So we need to stop calling it an intro song. It's a it's a full blown song at the beginning it's of our podcast on every show. Exactly, it's our feature. We're right. preparing our song on each and every episode of Cross Talk Radio. Right. So and we're different. We're 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 really uh, peculiar and different. So we're not going to give you like thirty seconds of a snippet of somebody rapping and then come on in like. Not if you if that. if you think about it honestly, if you just listen to the words of the song, it should get. I mean, it tells you what our entire podcast is about. You know, he, what I'm he raps it, and then I, I I say the same thing that he's rapping about. In basically, terms. yep. So we love our song. So, but you still had so much to put into the song. It was dope. Like we felt like everything needed to be on the song. Right. So that's why the song is long, or it's a full fledged song, which is great. Right. It is. We appreciate your opinions, though. You know, but it's going to remain a full fledged song. <laughs> we don't have to listen to everybody's opinion. All right. So we got today's show. Today's show. We got it's a dope show. We got two topics we're going to cover on one show once again. I got you. All right. So one of them is going to be doing the right thing for all the wrong reasons. reasons. Man. And another one is something I see a lot of. It's called taking on too much. And we're going to get all into these topics, man. 
and just talk about it because I see it happen a lot in with believers and non-believers with parents all yep. all around me. It's happening in different lives. So let's talk about that, Yusuf. Yeah. Can you give me an example of someone doing the right thing for all the wrong reasons? Because some people might be confused on that. <laughs> Man, um, I'm gonna just speak from uh, from my experience. Um, I'm gonna just talk about church. I've seen people come in and join congregations, and their whole entire mission is to get with the pastor. Uh, you mean like get with the pastor? Get with the pastor. I mean, I'm not trying like trying to become a first lady. Oh wow! wow. Like you know, her yeah. whole like it, it had nothing to do with you no know, the anointing or you mm-hmm. know, you know. I've seen people come in the church and join the church and. They go from just a lay member to singing on the choir, you know, to uh, uh, doing, you know, outreach work to now, now you praise and worship leader, you know what I'm saying? And, and now every time we turn around, you somewhere close to the pastor on the pulpit, you know, mm-hmm. but your whole entire intention was to get with him, you know, so it's uh, <clears throat> that's that's one of many uh areas I've seen people do and, and that's on the spiritual side step I know you got something far as the like you know either the spiritual or the non-spiritual just yeah, I mean, somebody maybe, doing something for the wrong reason or just I mean simple um if you're going on the spiritual side you know when we do stuff we're not supposed to expect anything in return right. so you know I see a lot of that having people doing certain things for certain people right and expecting just benefits. Yeah. I'm not talking about sexual benefits. I'm just talking about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and hey, some of it's probably sexual benefits. You know, this dude take it. It's to the point, it's, it's, it happens a lot to the point where if you are a dude and you do a lot of stuff for a female, her friends, and she start to think, uh, he must want something or she putting out. Right. You you know? Oh, man. Yeah, you right about and, that. And that's how often this must happen. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah. that's an example right there. I've heard of people talking about converting to different different to Christianity because they want to get with somebody who's Christian. I've seen, I've Seriously? seen, I haven't seen it happen, but I've seen people talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I heard people, somebody said, um, that someone was willing to convert to Christianity to get with them. And that's, 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 a, dangerous. that's, that's, that's a horrible reason. Yeah, that's, that's, then he that's, becomes her God. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really dangerous right there. I, I, that I've never, I've never heard anything like that before. That's very dangerous. Yeah. Like for you to be playing around with, you know, God like that. To wow, because you're right. That person does become their god, and we all know God is a jealous God, and He will take somebody in your life who you're putting over Him out. But I think the number one reason people do the right stuff for the wrong reasons is approval from people, people pleasing. Wow, I can I I can definitely I, agree with yeah. that. I can definitely agree with that, and I can. People pleasing, um, definitely low self esteem. Yes, you know a lot of insecurity. I think, it, it, I think that people pleasing is tied into low self esteem, especially brought on from childhood abuse or verbal abuse. That's true. Oh Lord Jesus, yeah, you're right. Especially with the verbal abuse, I can, I can, I can definitely agree with that. And, Man, and I, I subconsciously them trying to seek that approval of their parents, but they're doing it in other ways. Like they never got approval from their parents, so they grow up not not understanding their worth, and so they 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 try to it channels it in different ways. But being a people pleaser, being a great friend, but also kind of being that doormat at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, that's not a good thing. And, and but the place it, it happens, I see it happen in church. But the thing is, at church, I think it's kind of camouflage as a person having a good servant's heart every time I, every time sister Betty we ask to do something she do it she do everything we mm-hmm. ask her to do she's on three boards she's on this yeah. there's nothing it's a church but it's like that person's not even doing it for the right reason the right reason is operating your gifts of seeing the need to be filled not 
doing it just to receive again doing it to receive but also to receive that I guess affirmation oh you're doing a wonderful job we love you thank you thank you because if you're doing it for that reason it's never going to be enough for you it's never going to be enough exactly so go ahead man I know you no I I, I mean I just agree with you wholeheartedly man Um, I just you know at the end of the day people need to realize that um, whether you believe in God or not uh, he is the reason why you wake up every single morning. He is the one that blows breath in your lungs every morning. And I'm saying that to say God looks at your heart. Uh, he looks at the intent of your heart. So if your intentions are wrong, um, it's not going to be pleasing to him, period. You know, period. That, that's if that's if you're rocking with God or not. Just, just know those are facts. That's not an opinion. Those are hardcore facts. God looks at the intent of your heart. And from the the man or the woman, you know, uh, doing things in church for all the wrong reasons to uh, the brother who don't never um, take care of his child. But, you know, he done caught the mother and the, the baby moms in a vulnerable moment. So he figured if he start bringing some pampers now or act like he like her now, he can go ahead and get it in, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So he'll start doing for his own child right in there, but it's really to benefit him to get back with the mom. Yeah. Just for a little quickie or something like that. Like so either way it go, both intentions are wrong. They they not right, you know what I'm saying? And God ain't pleased with neither one of them. So it's like, you know, people do a lot of things um for the wrong reasons, you know what I'm saying, a lot. And you just gotta be careful with that because um Sometimes you subconsciously doing things, and 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 it, it can be like you can subconsciously do stuff, um, and it be the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, you've been doing it so long, you done totally yeah. forgot it's the wrong reason. You exactly, know, it's, just, it's, it's just to come up to you at this point. <laughs> yeah, I get that, man. I'm, I'm guilty of that, I man. I'm guilty of doing. I'm stuff guilty of it too. Just so I can look good to other people, like yeah, well. I look at how awesome Steph is. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I've done that. I don't do it consistently, but I've done yeah. it. You know, I think everybody, yeah, is consciously and subconsciously has done it. Because I know, I know for a fact, I've done things intentional uh, for a wrong reason. You know, and and it was for my personal benefit. It was yeah. it was so that I can get something that I, that I wanted out of the, out of the deal. You know, what I'm saying so. It's not like you know. I don't, I don't want people to think that you know. what I'm saying, me and Step back and like we all holier than thou. And I mean. We talking about stuff we didn't already been through, experienced. If they listen to any of our podcasts, I think they know <laughs> that we're not holier than thou. Yeah, that's that we true. We need God's grace as much as everybody else do, if not more. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, very true, very true. But while we're talking about doing the right things for the wrong reason, this is something people talk to me, talk to me about and I hear it in churches. Like, you know, they, they have this thing they call sowing seeds. And I, I've been in church where they talk about sow a seed and expect something back. Mm-hmm. And at first glance, that sounds wrong to me. Like, why should you give to expect something back? Right. However, as I grew and understand, it's like they're not saying to give just to get back. Mm-hmm. They're saying they want you to give to exercise a spiritual law. Spiritual uh-huh. law says when you sow, you reap. True. So, like, I don't put seeds in my garden to not get vegetables. Exactly. So exactly. it's the same thing when they're saying that, but I think they need to do a better job. Or some churches need to do a better job of explaining when they say, because I was like, it kind of turned me off. I'm in church. Because all you hear about, you know, giving, 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 you know, from mm-hmm. when you talk, when you read about Christ, is giving of himself selfishly, right. selflessly. And then you hear in church, oh, give and just wait and see what you get back. See how you get blessed for giving. Right. That just turned me off. Like, what the heck? That don't sound right. Talk to my wife, and that don't sound right at all. Yeah. And then I started studying, and it, and it just came to me. It's like, 
they're talking about sowing because they did talk about it's a seed offer. Mm-hmm. But when you sow, you do reap. That's not. It's not even like what your intention is sowing. No matter what you sow, you reap. That's the universal law. God, the Bible says you reap what you sow. Whether it's good stuff, bad stuff. You sow bad seeds, you reap bad harvest. You mm-hmm. sow good seeds, you reap good harvest. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when you're giving, <laughs> you know you can't reap. I'm saying. Yeah. So when they say that in churches, understand. Yeah. I, well, hold on. When I say that. I'm saying from my understanding when they say that, because some churches could have that in other intentions. I don't know everybody's intentions. Some churches say, yeah, they just, they, they're up. using that. Using that. <laughs> that's another thing. Doing, doing uh-huh. the wrong thing for the right reason. They can be using that to manipulate you and to, to, give, to guilt you in the giving. And then you, if you're guilty in the giving, then it becomes wrong. Doing things for the wrong reason. That we, we didn't even. Yeah. And see, I didn't even think to go touching on leadership doing something like that. You know, saying because, but but it it is true. I've actually seen, you know, churches hold two and three offerings, and don't get me wrong, um, the intentions may have been. I'm not even gonna say that. It's one of them <laughs> things where because I, I'm not I, I wasn't all I'm yeah. not always behind the scenes, so I'm not gonna speak like I know for a fact. What I do know is. There is a certain kind of error that comes in when you promise a certain speaker a certain amount of money to come speak and the offerings didn't come up to be that. So now you're holding two or three more offerings mm-hmm. to pay this speaker, but you're not letting the congregation know that's what you're doing. Yeah, like A lot of people will respect you if you just say, hey, we need about... Blase split more money so we yeah. can pay the speaker of the day. Instead, you come up with all these fake prophecies and somebody gonna get a car if you come up here and drop a hundred, you know what I'm saying? God said and then all these fake prophecies start coming out the woodworks, you know what I'm saying, and then it's back to that ugly intent of and, you doing something for the wrong and reason. Then y'all both are an error. Yeah. Explain both of them being in error. Well, the pastor's an error for trying to lie to you and to coerce you into giving when you're supposed to give freely. Right. You're in error because you're giving. Now you're almost bu- trying to buy a car almost for hundred dollars. <laughs> so if you give today, you will receive a, a you know this. Uh huh. Then I think at that particular time you're only giving because of that. When the Bible says be a cheerful giver mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and, and you're not being cheerful, you're only giving. Literally only giving at that point. Somebody brought up a vehicle. Yeah, because the blessings were after. Yeah, yeah. And you don't, you know. And that's like I said again, going back to the intent of the heart. Exactly. It goes all back to that intent. Now, if you're giving and you are blessed with vehicle, that's dope. Yeah, that is that's super dope. That's super dope. It's, but if you if you had that, put like this. If your intentions wasn't to drop that hundred before he said something about that car, and now all of a sudden you want to pull out a hundred, your your intentions is pretty much wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you went from ten dollars to a hundred after hearing about a car. Yeah. But prior to the car, you was giving cheerfully with your ten, but now uh, you're giving a hundred with the hopes of having a vehicle in a few days. Exactly. So you know, and then oh, just a side note, people, when somebody's speak something into your life uh, and it's a, a form of prophecy uh, wait for the confirmation before you get happy or you start moving on that and getting all excited switching up your whole lifestyle and because of what man done told you at the end of the day <clears throat> prophets are human beings and I'm a prophet so I'm not doubting prophets at all we're human beings <clears throat> um, always take what you hear and take it right back to God Exactly. And make sure you get some form of clarity or confirmation because the one thing you are definitely going to get when he speaks is confirmation. Exactly. You're going to always get that. 
But sometimes I hear you, and I agree. Mm-hmm. And you know, and just because it's something you want, like a lot of times they they provide about money that you want to receive it every time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. I'm not saying everybody, but but also on the other side of that, uh, you punch. Sometimes the confirmation, the the prophet is a confirmation. Like you know, like a lot of times I've been prophesied very too. Very true. Very true. And you know, I knew it was God because it was the stuff I was dealing with, stuff I had talked to God about prior to that. Mm-hmm. Then I've also been on the other side. There was somebody prophesied to me, and I can tell it's out of emotion because they they tell me I didn't do stuff that God never even told me to do. Yeah, God told you to do it, and you didn't do it. That's why, like, no, God didn't tell me to do none of right. that stuff. Exactly. You're absolutely right. So, so <clears throat> to add on to that, like you know, saying. A prophet could be bringing the actual confirmation, but that's because God has already been speaking to you or dealing with you with something, and he sent someone to get it. Just always know that there's confirmation when he sends a word. Yes. That's the bottom line. I don't even know how we got on that tangent, but I don't know, we just but, flow with it and it works. So. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I had no idea. We talking about doing the right things for the wrong reasons. And what's, what's, what's that segue? We, we said we had two topics. Yeah, the other topic is taking on too much. Ooh, we, oh, yeah. I'm gonna let you start that one out because you said you know that really bothers you. you it know, does bother me because it bothers me a lot because and I don't I'm not trying to bash churches and I hope that's not how I come across because I love churches I love church the Bible believers and everything else but there are still errors there because it's ran by people and I'm not I'm not against the church at all I'm just against some of the things that happen in church I've seen that was allowed to be happening I think that comes from lack of wisdom in certain areas. Mm. And also, I, I believe a lot of people I'm surrounded by, you know, a lot of, I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of Christians, a lot of people who love God and are very passionate mm-hmm. about God. And as a person who goes hard, I'm a hard worker, period, but I go hard for the kingdom. And I've been in a position, and I've been in those situations where I have done too much, taken mm-hmm. on too much. Mm-hmm. And that's a lack of wisdom and maturity. And I've seen the effects it's had on my household and my own self. Mm. And I'm passionate about that because I see it happening a whole lot. In the ministry, in churches, and in my friends that do kingdom stuff. And I've, I've told them several times, oh, man, you need to slow down. Right. And what happens is when you take on too much, you're actually out of order. That's not the that's not the situation God desires to be in. I'm not saying don't go hard. I'm saying there still has to be a balance. Because True. what happens is if you got, uh, if you're doing, if you're a rapper and a producer and a minister and all this stuff, Sometimes you're gonna drop. If you try to stretch yourself too thin, you're gonna drop the ball somewhere. What happens is you don't never give 100 percent to one thing. You're giving 25 percent here, 15 percent right. there, and stuff's falling to the through, through the cracks. And you're representing God when you do these things, right. and there's no spirit of excellence there because now you're missing appointments with people. Now you're halfway doing the production. Your production's off. Mm-hmm. Now you're rushing through your songs. Now it's become a burden. Now your your house was out of whack because you didn't spend date night with your wife. Your son needed you, but you got to go to ministry. You got to go to ministry. You got to go do this. You got to do that. Mm-hmm. So therefore, your responsibility, your calling, and your purpose is being missed because you're stretching yourself too thin. Not to mention, you are a spirit, but you are housed in a body. Body needs rest. Yes, it does. It needs rest. And people feel so freaking guilty about when they rest at home. I'm a minister, but I'm rest. I should be out winning souls right now. Great. But if you want to continue winning souls and do what God called you to do, you have to have a body on this planet. You have to have a body in order to operate. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I see people taking on too much, but I see it happen a lot in churches, too, because I think, I think two reasons. Everybody wants to serve, and they equate serving in church as doing God's work. God's work is anything you call to do. Anything you are is God's work. If you work at a water plant, that's God's work. If you mm-hmm. are a father, a husband, janitor, toilet cleaner, right. that's still right. God's work. That's why the Bible says, do all things as un- unto the Lord. If that was the case, it would just say, oh, go to church and work. 
work at right. the church. Exactly. Now, church exactly. is an important part of it, but we're the church is not the building. The church yeah. is the body of believers. Yes, it is. And so now what happens is, what if you was called to be a nurse and nurture people or, nurse, or be an actual physical nurse, right. but you, you're, you're over here at church. And so that's now, your ministry. Yeah, that's your ministry. Now you're, missing, you're neglecting your ministry because you want, you're thinking ministry is only exclusive to the church building. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I say about taking on too much. And I've seen it happen. I see it happen a lot. Sometimes I feel like people are guilted into it. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like some of it is the, some of it is the church's fault, too. Because not, I don't mean the church's fault. I'm saying my point is, at the end of the day, you are in charge of you. And what decisions you make and how you decide to spend your time, whether it's right or wrong, is up to you. Churches are always going to have needs. And if I'm, if I'm a place, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I have a church and I have a lot of needs to be filled, I'm going to ask. Right. And if I'm getting them filled, I'm great. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the person who's volunteering... They might be burnt out, but they, until they tell me something, I'm going to keep on accepting the help. Like, hey, God, I exactly. pray for help. This person stepped up. They're taking the, they, they, they my deacon board. They're collecting the offering. They yeah. maintain church. Thank you, God, for this person. Mm-hmm. That person could be miserable as all out, but I wouldn't know that. But, of course, it's still up to the individual. And I think that's what happens with churches. Churches are happy to have help because churches always have positions to be filled and they always have needs to be filled. And if they're being filled by people who want to fill them, that's great. But at the same time, that don't mean that person's not taking on too much. Because yeah. I know people personally who have taken on too much, and what happens is they get burnt out, leave the church, leave frustrate the, church, the pastor. Right. Yeah, and that's exactly. not that's not an order. I mean, I've been burnt down in church before, and what they mm-hmm. did with me, they, they sat me down. They let me, like, you know, I'm, I'm burnt out. I need a, a break now. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. But you have to be responsible and, 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 and in touch with yourself spiritually enough to know when you're doing too much. Right. You, you, you have to know that you, balance is key. That's yeah. just the bottom line. Balance is key. I have a, um, I have a friend, my homegirl in Detroit, and um, she legit will carry everybody else's burden. Like people who is you could just be you could just start talking like when I like when I talk to her, I monitor what I'm going through. Because she'll openly receive yeah. whatever weight that I have on me. She'll openly receive it. And she is one person that when this subject came up who I thought about because I just told her the day before yesterday, um, stop taking on like burdens that God never intended for you to even take exactly. on. Exactly. Like there are certain things that God wants you to carry, wants you to take on because your strength is needed for that other person or situation, whatever the yeah. case may be. But sometimes we get caught up in that gift and we just start taking on everybody's burdens because we know it's a calling, we know it's a gift. And But what some people don't know, that some people don't know is when you're taking on stuff guy never had no tendons for you to take on, then you start going through physically in your body. Yes. You start going through spiritually, you start going through mentally because these are things that he never intended for you to take exactly. on. So, um it's 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 a lot, you know. When it comes to you know you being a, a worker in the, in the church building itself, you have to have balance, man. Especially if you somebody like me, where I grew up in church and my every mother, day, every day, <laughs> yeah. You know, what I'm saying like three times a week, two services on Sunday. You know, what I'm saying choir rehearsal on one day and then Wednesday Bible study. So it's like you have to have balance. And the, the sad part is, I didn't develop balance in my life until. You Sad- met me. I helped you. Sadly, you welcome. You welcome. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> God helped me. He and, and it's funny because he sent me to help you. 
Go ahead, man. I'm, I'm clouded. Go ahead. 2020, 20, 12, 2013. Now, mind y'all been going to church since I was a child, a youngin'. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until 2012, 2013 where I realized how unbalanced my life was. Like, like church ran my life. Church and work. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The physical at work and then church ran my life. You know what I'm saying? So, um, once I, once I realized that, uh, once I started getting balanced, oh my God, it was such a sense of relief and like <clears throat> a sense of like fresh air. It, I, my, my whole mindset was just kind of like renewed. And the beautiful part about it was, is God was pleased with me because I Amen. now have balance. And, and, and that may sound funny to some people because, you know, you went from, I went from being burnt out, you know, being, having like five hats in the church down to one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's the one hat you wear now. Watchman. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like to one main hat. And, you know, I love it. You know, and, and, and I and I and I didn't not love it when I had all the other hats because I was actually doing things that I really love to do. So it wasn't yeah. like I was just taking on this because nobody else commanded at the time. I legit loved all these things, but then I realized um, you know, Home is not being dealt with and taken exactly. care of like it's supposed to. Even my own personal, my own personal time, I, I had yeah. none of that. You know, it's work, church, work, church. That was that was it. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's it, it will burn you out. It will burn you out. And just if anybody didn't know, Steph said some earlier where it's just like you know where I couldn't see my son here because I had to do this in church. Man, it, I I think it's somewhere in Timothy, but it says in the Bible. You can't man or have any position in God's house if your home ain't taken care of. Yes. So I need all brothers, fellas, husbands uh, to to know that that um, if you're doing more in God's house than you're doing in your own home, you are in error. You yes. are completely 100% out of God's order. That is not, your home is to be taken care of first, first. before you take care of the house and like Steph said the earlier, pastor too exactly it's the building it's it's and 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 people need to understand that the work of the church I'm probably gonna catch something for this oh so let me say this the work of the church in my opinion is not ministry that's how I feel so I'm not gonna say that's fact explain it's that. a form mean? okay let me say this the work of the church and when I say the work of the church, I mean things you have to do to make the church operate. You got to clean the church. Um, you have to you have to uh, rehearse, you know, for church. You know, choir rehearsal, or mm-hmm. if y'all got plays and stuff going on. So let me not say ministry. Let me not say ministry because it is it's it's a it's a form of art. It's I'm not, gonna put it to you it's like not that. the only way. To it's, it's not the only way, but people get it twisted and think. Once they become saved and join the choir or they join the outreach program or, you know, they, they pass this aid, like that's all God called them to do. It's not. And it's absolutely not. not. So, so I will say this. Um, everybody is called to some part of a fivefold, fivefold ministry. Uh, you know, a pastor, a teacher, um, uh, an apostle, an evangelist. I'm missing one. You say profit already? Profit. Profit. Those are the five seats that everybody on this planet is called to one of those seats. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the reason why I said, and I want to clear this up. This is the reason why I said 
the work of the church is not ministry to me is because nothing that you doing in that church consists of the fivefold. And I'm not talking about the pastor because he's the one that preaches. I'm talking about lay members that are joining certain uh, parts of the church and stuff like that. Now, you do have, you know, people that are called to be preachers and, and, and pastors and stuff like that. So they go through trainings and get stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You're trained. You're being trained to go out. The key word is still going out, out. to go do something. Out. So, you know, to me, it's, to me, it's one of those things where the work of the actual building has to be done because you have to operate. It has to operate. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you still need tides. You still need money because that electric still need to be on, you know, exactly. come Sunday morning. So I'm not knocking by no, I grew up in church my entire life. So by no, and believe it or not, I may be hood and raw and all that, but I'm very churchy too. People yeah, he is. I, I, see, I see the suits on our Facebook. <laughs> so I don't want people thinking that I'm anti-church because um, I'm anti-religion, not anti-church. There you go. So um, I just want people to understand the difference between the work of the church and you actually being called to one of those five-fold seats and actually going outside of the building mm-hmm. to do his work. Even you preachers who are called to preach, um, if you don't have your own church... Guess what? You called to preach out somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean out in the streets. It could be in a mall. It could be at your job on lunch break. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's in you, so it's going to come out regardless. And see, that's what I'm talking about when I say the church. I'm talking about the body, not the building. Right. You know, when we talk about churches, I mean, it's two definitions. Like, you got the church as in the church house. Mm-hmm. Then you got the church as in the body of believers. And I, I don't think when it comes to church, uh, when it comes to, like he said, the preacher, it doesn't have to have a building. Mm-hmm. That's part of, still part of the body of Christ, which is the church as a whole. Exactly. That's why he's talking about going out into the malls. Yeah. You know, so you got to keep that in mind. Um, also, you know, the church building, church ministry, I guess, I, I hear you. And I think um, I think what Yusuf is trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. that it's a training ground for us to be prepared to go there out to the world. And I go. also think it's a hospital. Because you, you know people are sick, they spiritually, mm-hmm. and they need help. They need healings. They need stuff like that. They need encouragement. You know, and I'm talking about just all kinds of different sicknesses. That's what's for. It's not supposed to be someplace you come and stay. Like no one comes and stays in the hospital except for hypochondriacs. Gotcha. But that's still not where they're supposed to be. You go in the hospital, you get well, you go back out to do what you're doing. Right. Come to church, you get that training, get healed or whatever you need, mm-hmm. and you go back out. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. You know? That day, no, no need to correct. That that was that was it right that's there. That's it. I was it right there, and, it, and I like how you said it because I've heard that so much before, and I actually kind of love that term when people say church is like a hospital. Yeah, because uh, to me, it's a beautiful feeling. You know, it is because you, 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 you can get that spiritual healing, you get that spiritual love, especially when you go to a church that has unconditional love. It, yeah, it, it is something that is really, really, really phenomenal. I, I, how we get way over here, man. <laughs> you know how we do. It, it, it ties in. It does. Yeah. It, do, it does. At, we at we laid the day. groundwork, so we had to, you know, build a little bit on it. So that's cool. Right. So so I would say, um, you know, people, whether you saved or not, you have to have balance in your life. So when you are taking on too much something, if you're taking on too much in one area, then that means you're not doing enough in another area, which so means true. you're unbalanced. So, true. so at the end of the day, you have to find balance. Balance is the key to um, not taking on uh, so much. Because honestly, man, 
when you get balance, like it, it took me so long to find out what balance even felt like. It felt weird. Like it felt weird to not be burnt out. It yeah. felt weird <laughs> to have peace of mind. Yeah. And the the um I tell you a kickback will be um Steph was saying earlier, when you finally lay down, you, you can't shut your brain off because you constantly still thinking about what it is you should have done or what it is you didn't yeah. do and stuff like that. But when you actually get to the point where your brain actually relaxes along with your body, man, it's something that's so peaceful. And a lot of people are so busy just working, 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 they don't realize that they at a burnout stage or past it mm-hmm. until they get a break. Then they realize how tired they are and all that other stuff. So I would say at the end of the day, man, to the people that's doing a lot, especially my homegirl in Detroit, like balance. It, 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 it's it's really really needed. Like it's it's very monumental. And then in the word, God says He commands us to rest, and that's intentional. That's on point. That's on exactly. purpose for our benefit. Exactly, exactly. All right, let me. I got a little bit. Was that just was that your sum up? That was my sum up, right? Okay. That's my sum up. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. I want I want to interrupt you. No, you no, you good, you good. So anyway, with that being said, I know we talked a lot about church and burn, being burnt out with the church and stuff, but this goes across the board with life, and I see this happen. Mm. He touched on, Yusuf touched on a little bit earlier with, with his friend that was just doing so much for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to touch on it again because I know people who have their heart to do that. And a lot of times it's mothers. And I understand keeping your kids first, make sure your kids' needs are met. But like I tell every other person in my life that, that I see this happening to, you have to take care of you first in order to be able to take care of everybody else. So or else true. you will burn out. So true. That is a fact. That is not a matter of if. That's true. Or it's a matter of when. Mm-hmm. I mean, matter if and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Right. So you have to take care of yourself first. It's not selfish to take care of yourself first. It's actually be responsible and using wisdom. I got to a point. I knew when I got burnt out because I would go hard. I work, I work a lot and I do a lot with ministry. But it gets to a point where. I would literally have to turn my phone off for like a week straight. Like people wow. are like, what happened to you? I, I, I got, I overdid it y'all over this. I had to cut people off for like a week straight just to get back to where, you know, I needed to be just to have mm-hmm. a break. And that's because I was out of balance. But once I got in balance, I don't have to cut my phone off. But it hasn't been any time where I had to cut my phone off. But make sure I understand you have your kids and you love kids, even if you're a single parent, but you have to take that me time. Me time is important. It it's is. essential. It is. It's not even an option. You have to take me time for yourself. Of course, you will lose your mind. And it's just so much at stake if we lose you because we need you. People need you. Your yes, kids need do. you. Family needs you. Friends need you. So make sure if you have to cut off your phone, even if you have to miss church, I don't want to get in trouble. If you have to miss church, just take a day for you. You have to do what's best for you at the end of the day first. Right. Because... People need you. You are needed. And we can't use you if you're dead or you're burnt out to the point That's where you're true. in a hospital or, or you're on pills because you just all got so much anxiety. So make sure you take care of yourself first. And that is taking care of your temple and every, and every sense of word. And that's biblical. Yeah. That's is. my sum up. Yeah. All right, people. There you have it, man. There you have it. So for all those who take on too much, you know what I'm saying, and those people who are doing things for the wrong reason, stop. Stop. <laughs> and don't let nobody guilt you into feeling guilty for resting. Yeah, because that's that's the enemy right there all day long. I don't care how saved they are. I don't care what title they got. If And, and you know, I, I'm not, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. You have churches out there who will make you feel guilty because 
you want to take a sabbatical or you want to take a break and they know can't nobody run that department like you can. So they'll guilt you into staying for a whole nother month till they find somebody or prep somebody for it, not knowing that you was about a, a, a half a step away from snapping mm. and you needed to leave right then and there, but they made you stay for the whole month. Then you didn't snap. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. don't let, don't, don't even let the church make you feel guilty about wanting some time to yourself because the church you know, when I say church, I mean in the building, you know what I'm saying? And some of the, the leaders, you know yeah. what I'm saying, in the church will make you feel like crap because they, they, they'll throw scriptures at you or make you feel like you uh not doing what you're supposed to be doing when it comes to God's house and stuff like that. Man, that's phony baloney, yo. Don't don't fall for that. Don't fall like, for it. like, if you know for a fact, you because my thing is, you know when you're getting burnt out. You know, they can't tell you when you're getting burnt out. You know when you are. So at that point in time, it shouldn't matter what they have to say anyway. You know, if you want to keep your sanity, then you need to do what you have to do. And that takes courage, and you got to stand up and take take hold of your life right. at the end of the day. Right. And I am done. Oh, last episode. He thought he was done. Last episode, we were trying to shout out a city, and I was telling you so we had a new city, and I cannot remember who it was. It was Charlotte, North Carolina. So big ups to Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. We, we love, love you. you. We Thank love you for tuning in in every other city. All right, yeah, my people in uh, Connors, you know what I'm saying? I love you, you know what I'm saying? My people in Fayetteville, I love you too. Jersey, cuz, what's up? I love you. I just love everybody that I know personally that's in these states that's that's looking out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and just listening to us, man. We, we do not take that for granted at, at all. Thank you so much for everything. Always, if you have a need or you want to talk about anything, hit us up, crosstalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. That's crosstalk with a K. With a K. I'm Steph Swig. This is Big Pudge. We are Crosstalk Radio. Peace.